Do you remember sitting in class, listening to the instructor, trying your best to understand, but struggling not only to get it, but to remember it? When that information is applied to a hands-on project, did a light bulb come on? You get it and you can remember it. Has something beautiful moved you to think or process something differently? Did you ever think these same ideas could be applied to Bible study and outreach? Sometimes you just need a visual. That's on this Action in Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action in Ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legute, and this is Action in Ministry. I've got three beautiful ladies with me today, over a Zoom call, of course. These three women came together to encourage and enrich those who really appreciate a visual. Connie Denninger and Pat Meyer founded a ministry called Visual Faith Ministry. And Dion Lovestead-Jones is a visual faith coach and the Lutheran Arm Ministries facilitator for Visual Faith Ministry. I'm so excited to hear about what you guys do today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. We're yeah, glad to be here. here. Well, ladies, I want you to introduce yourselves. Can you tell us a little bit about your connection to this ministries? I think one of the things that's important is that we really believe God brought us together. Um, Dion is part of what we do because of having by um, God's appointment sitting next to her in an airplane coming back from a best practices. Oh. And Pat and I were put together because of our husband's jobs as district presidents. And that's kind of how God designed uh, a plan bigger than we would have ever imagined. How did Visual Faith Ministry get started? I was working in family ministry in the congregation we were serving. And we did a lot of listening to families just asking, how is spiritual formation processing happening in your home? And as we listened to families, we, th we found that they just needed some tools that weren't available. So we put together creative team and we began designing our own tools for families. And this was clear back um, about 2005, 2006, mm -hmm. working with some wonderful DCEs that were really working to enhance the ministry of parent education of faith formation in the home. And we just needed something and we couldn't find what we needed. So we began creating our own resources. Okay, Pat, how did you get involved? Like Connie said, our husbands are both district presidents for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. So um, when Connie's husband was elected, we met each other and um, she asked me to just kind of hang out in her room and show me her Bible. And it was like this big fluffy Bible because <laughs> she was Bible journaling. And I have been a doodler and a, I love just drawing and connecting to scripture. I'd done that all my life, but I'd never thought about actually doing like art-wise in my Bible. You know, and so through that, you know, I learned from her a little bit about some of our other practices, visual prayer, and it just really spoke to me mm -hmm. and uh, started. I like to, I'm an artist, so I like to create resources for our ministry. So the intention was never to start a full-blown ministry, but you started no. to create these resources and pull them together and put them to work. And the ministry came together from there. What are the goals of Visual Faith Ministry? 
our goals are we want people to be able to have more focused time in prayer and in study of the word and then equip and enable them with tools. You know, how do you do that? How do you have more focused prayer time or how do you get more out of your time in the word? And then the overreaching, the end goal is always to have God's word, not just in your head, but in your heart so that you're ready to share it with your family and your friends, your neighbors, whoever you meet in your walk of daily life. What are some examples of how people can implement the practices that you're that you're sharing with them and encouraging them to do? I think one of the significant things is that we have a whole team of artists that create worship resources for individuals, families, and churches to use. They go along with the lectionary reading, so you can download this and churches can provide these for families. And it's simply a way to be present with the readings, engage with images that might help you to remember a sermon beyond just getting to your car. What does it look like to take worship into your whole week in your devotional life? What does that look like? And then one of the other uh, things I think we have significant impact is prayer tools. And how do we help people to really modify, begin a prayer time and use prayer resources so that their prayer life is enriched in a way to bless other people. So those are a couple examples that are pretty significant in what we do. Well, I'm going to out myself here just a little bit. I am not crafty and not particularly artistic in in the type of way where I can put a a pen or a marker to paper and, and create something that is visually beautiful. For somebody like me, is there still opportunities for them to engage in visual faith ministry? Definitely, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) That's great news. Yeah, you might not think you're creative, but you are, and we can prove it. So this is how we explain it. So in the first chapter, first verse of the Bible, the word that describes our God is, you know, in the beginning, God created. So he's a creator God, right? And we are created in his image. So we're all creative. And some of us are creative, you know, artistically. Some of us are creative in our ideas, you know, how we might connect with scripture or in prayer, um, how we might write things down, the words we use. We talk about everybody having their own individual IEP from the Holy Spirit and how you would connect. So we don't tell people exactly how to do things. We give them ideas and tools. And then however you would use those to connect in your own creative, unique way is how you would do it. I think about this too, because I, like you, Rachel, I'm not a super crafty person. We had a glitter joke running on Facebook this week. And, you know, it's one of those things that I think it's not about the product, but it's about the process. Mm. And for me, it's about that slowing down. It's about taking the time because everything that we do in this time, in this space becomes this fragrant offering to our God. And he thinks it's all beautiful. Um, So as we create, I'm a huge note taker in life. Mm -hmm. So I've just been able to convert that into a different kind of time and space. And so I just think it is, it's my offering time. It's my time to just be with Jesus. So it's not about the product. It's about the process. There are about 1800 resources on the website that are prepared and ready for me to download and use or either prayer time or study time. So that is a great help to me. Well, tell me what that looks like, Connie. So if somebody goes to your to your website to find 
a resource, how do they put that into practice? Maybe they're doing a daily devotion and there's a reading and you can just type it in the search and see if there's an image that goes with it. So you might be able to download an image that goes right along with your daily devotion with a Lutheran ministry devotion. What's the image that goes with that? And so then you can color, doodle, draw um, with that image and use that as prayer time to extend your devotional time. So that's a real simple way you could add something to what you're already doing. And we know too, you know, research shows that 70% of us are more our visual kinesthetic learners. So when you attach an image or something to your learning, and educators know this, it increases your uh, retention, remembering, and also gives you a picture in your mind to take with you through the day so you remember it. Yeah. What are some of the benefits that you've seen from people who are engaging in this art? I think one of the things we saw early on I believe people were kind of falling through the cracks in having the tools they needed for devotional time. And, you know, we live in a very auditory framework. So it was a lot of listening. And that's not how some of us process the best. And I think one of the things that was really key from the very beginning, we began hearing the stories of I spend more time reading God's word this way than I have my whole life put together. And it was just story after story after story from people that were using the practices. And that's that's really been the motivating fact to keep going with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I find that when I, I was one of those people because um, I was enjoying it so much more with the opportunity or the invitation to write in the margin of my Bible, whether it was, you know, lettering or drawing a picture, which I do sometimes, but my favorite thing is sermon notes. And I've listened to many good sermons and I seriously want to share it, remember it, but I can't tell you like 20 minutes later, I don't, I can't like verbally express it. But if I take sermon notes and then I come back and I summarize it, and this is educational research, when you summarize and synthesize in your brain, write it maybe just in the margin of your Bible, then I find that like three, four days later, I can still talk about it in my conversations with people. Mm -hmm. It's with me. Well, Dion, you're a coach and you coach other people in this. How have you seen people benefit from engaging in it? You know, for me, my coaching actually comes back to my own church community and a little group that we titled ourselves Colorful Faith. And so we have, for us, been able to, through fellowship, designed fellowship time and time together both in the word, it's very important for me to make sure that we're in the Bible and practicing prayer as part of what we do as visual faith practitioners, I would say. But I really have found that through whatever it is that we do, whether it's just a, a more of a crafty project, as we would say, or mm-hmm. just really understanding better how to, how to take better notes, that these are ways that people can make it theirs, right? That they can create their own story uh, as part of their own faith journey, and in turn, then be able to share that faith journey and honestly share the hope that they have in Jesus with a family member, with a granddaughter, with a grandson, with a a son or a daughter even. And so for me, it's just really about that personal connection that someone can own what it is that they learn, understand better that hope that they have in Jesus, and then be able to turn and share that with someone else in their family. Are these resources for for just adults like like we are, or or does it does it span through different generations? 
That's one of the things we really are excited that it's an intergenerational process, a non-gendered. Um, sometimes we get kind of a put in the women's ministry catalog, but we really believe this is family-centered ministry. Mm. One of the things that is fun for us to see is all the way that educators are using these practices in parochial classrooms. From kindergarten on up, they're using visual prayer practices. They're creating tools in the classroom to take home and educate mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I believe that's one of the main things our schools are really needing to target right now. And these tools are a fun way to do that with families. What a what a gift you're giving to parents, too. I'm thinking about my two young daughters who are in the, the phase of life where they're doing a lot of memory work. And this memory work is is new for them. They haven't heard all of these verses before in a way that they've tried to commit them to memory. And to be able to have a resource to put in front of a young child and say, Learn it in multiple ways. They're going to not only learn it for that week, but for uh, for the rest of their lifetime, they'll carry it with them. So this is an incredible gift that you're you're handing out. We have a few resources um, that are specifically for children. We have something called Lunch Hugs. It's under resources, print, color, pray, Lunch Hugs, and some memory cards we're adding to those. But then in our visual church here resources too, we have a children's bulletin for kids. Oh, how great. Well, I know that Thanksgiving is right around the corner and it's one of my favorite holidays and it's going to look a lot different for a lot of people this year, but your website has a great idea for outreach at Thanksgiving. Can you tell us about that scripture journal and how it can be used as an outreach tool? We had a, uh, we do Tuesdays at eight. Every Tuesday is one of our coaches that talks about a practice in our Facebook group. And so someone came together and showed what they were doing and adapting an earlier idea from a couple years ago. Out of that group, they decided to get together and learn how to make this together. So a group of people got together online as just recycling Thanksgiving cards or other resources from the internet and making scripture journals for themselves, for family members, and to give to neighbors, uh, a way to bless all sorts of people. So it was sort of a grassroots thing. We gave them a basic idea of something. Then the community kind of grows and it evolves and it ended up someplace that we didn't even have a, a clue where it was going. So it's, it's very organic. And I would have to say very spirit led where these things go because we really aren't, aren't able to manage that. The wind blows where it will. Well, I'm going to put you guys each on the spot right now because I know that you have lots of different resources that you use to encourage and facilitate outreach through your ministry. So I want to know what each of you would call your favorite resource. Well, I'll jump in. One of my favorite resources, we have some projects in our resources, and I love the uh, Prayers for My Children project. And when we lived in a world that we could be out and about and doing events <laughs> face-to-face, <laughs> it was one of the favorite things people like to hear about. And it's just a series of 31 things to pray over your children, mm. like, um, you know, that they would be mission-minded, that they would love justice, that they would um, be peacemakers, that they'd be self-controlled. That's a favorite. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, a way to put that in a little flip chart that you can pray those things each day. And I, I would have wanted to pray those things over my children, but honestly, I didn't think of it. I didn't have anything visual in front of me to remind me. Right. So that's a favorite of mine. It's great. 
I like, um, we have a section under print, color, and pray called uh, versicles. And we have an artist in Oklahoma that creates a series of three prayer cards for us about once a month. And that's one of the ways that I use prayer to bless the people in ministry. So as I have a list of people that we're praying for in the ministry that we're involved in, in the Southeastern District, I will color, write in notes, pray over the people, the church where they serve. And then I make a color copy of it and send that to them in the mail. And then I keep a copy of that to continue to pray for them. That's been a huge impact in our ministry of actually showing people what we're praying for them as individuals. It's one of my favorite resources. Deanne, what about you? For me, it's really been a combination and an idea generator website. So there's been a couple of projects. One is through the versicles. I've used a number of those verses, even if I don't use the cards. One of the projects online has been a verse of the day project. And a lot of people have done those on index cards. And I've really taken that as a time of study for me as devotional study every morning. As I do my devotion, I look for words that speak to me. And so my verse of the day has become really a word study. Um, recently, I've studied the word hedge and, and prayed for a hedge of protection around my family, around my community, around my home, around people that I know. And so it's become this devotional time for me. And at the same time, I've used those cards and verses. And so I, I uh, my son is away in St. Louis. I live in Northwest Indiana. And I've been able to take those verses on little index cards with a punch hole in them. And so as I send him cards in the mail a few times a month, he gets a couple of those cards. So he mm-hmm. now has a little ring in his possession that he can go through cards and really look for whether that's inspiration or words of hope or prayers or encouragement. He knows that uh, I've been praying for him and that he can use those in his daily walk as well. Visual Faith Ministry has been growing and you have been connecting with other organizations and watching your resources find new places to to be put to use. How have you seen other people utilizing the things that you've created? Well, I think God had a number of things in in the works because we originally began to be a, a ministry to be with people, but we had also put in a whole bunch of social media um, touch points in ways to be with people on Pinterest, um, Instagram, our Facebook group has over 2000 members in it, growing YouTube, Instagram channel. So when COVID happened and everything shut down, we were just ready to launch to be engaged and create community because of all these things that were already in place. So I think that's one of the blessings for us is that we were already ready for COVID, only we didn't know it. Yeah. (laughs) For such a time as this, right? Yeah. And I think too, you know, we talked about the creativity. We can talk about or post or share pictures of a project or a practice, but I can't tell you how many times then someone will see that and be inspired, but they'll change it and use it for their ministry in the way that it works. And so it's not anything that we have control over. You know, God is just using it as inspiration and then people kind of take it where they need it to go. And we love to see those those tweaks and those changes and those, you know, how they use it. Deanne, how about you? You're the Lutheran Arm Ministries facilitator. How do you connect visual faith ministry to what's happening at LHM? 
There's a few ways. And I see what we do. Uh, our recent research has been based on households of faith in conjunction with the Barna Group. And there is so much of what has come out of that and what Visual Faith Ministry is doing that really not just reaches in, but infiltrates the household. There's so many things that parents can do with kids and things that kids can do to share their faith with their neighbors and with their friends and people they see over the fence. And I think that's, to me, the beautiful synergy of, of working together right now. And, you know, for Lutheran Hour Ministries, I'm able to bring some of the visual faith practice into some of the workshops that I do. Mm-hmm. So as we're equipping people for outreach, we've been able to have some sessions on prayer in some of the workshops that I've done. And now I'll be able to bring some of these practices even among our staff as i am been asked to lead a little book and Bible study. So I think it'll be fun to see how all of these things integrate. Opportunities everywhere. Sure. Well, when this started, you may not have known that it would be where it is today. You might not have been able to foresee the growth that was waiting for for you in all of this. But what are you most looking forward to? Not knowing what tomorrow holds, but having a vision for the future. What are you excited about right now? I can really just, you know, talk about it a little bit. For me, looking to these spaces, I'm in the Facebook group as well as a couple other social media groups that they have and that we are welcoming multiple people a day into this group. I think people that aren't just looking for resource, but they're looking for community. Mm-hmm. They're looking for ways to connect and, and get good at sharing their faith so that they can be good in sharing their faith outside of that community. And I, I just think that's super exciting. And if it continues to go the way that it is now, God is in control. The Holy Spirit's going to work in amazing ways. Connie, what are you looking forward to? I think we always talk about we're looking forward to being together with people in real life again, Mm. but we also have sort of a sense of peace for where we find ourselves right now to be online in community. Um, Some amazing friendships and relationships are being formed that I believe God is going to use in ways we can't even imagine into the future. And that's pretty exciting to see because right now we really... We don't have a mapped out plan for what that's going to be. We're just praying through it and trying to abide and say, God, show us what the next thing is. Pat, what are you excited about looking to the future? I'm excited about the faith legacies being passed down. Um, You know, so many of us, uh, you know, say you're you're a family of faith and you pray and you you, uh, connect with the word, but to have things concretely like notes in a Bible or um, a a binder, a visual prayer to share, just to pass that down so that you have that legacy to pass down to your children and grandchildren. And they can see, um, yeah, my grandma or my mom was a woman of faith or uh, my dad or, you know, whoever. And so just to pass that down in a visual way. Well, if somebody was interested in getting involved in Visual Faith Ministries, where can they look to plug into your resources? Well, it's easy. You can just Google Visual Faith Ministry. And we had um, someone who did an analysis of our sites. And she said, how much did you pay to get to the top of the Google search? And we said, nothing. (laughs) That's 
that's God doing it. So um, the Instagram account, the, you know, the Facebook group, it all comes up. Just Google Visual Faith Ministry and you can find all the places to, to log on and, and find us. It's Visual Easy. Faith Ministry on Instagram, on Pinterest, on YouTube. It's great. Join the group, find the website, follow you on your social media and learn yep. more about what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to ask you one final question to each of you. For someone who's listening and wanting to put their faith into action and take a passion that they have, what words of advice would you give to them? You took your passion and you put it into practice and you're active in ministry in that. How would you encourage somebody else to do something similar? Pat and I always talk about we're just two gram- grandmas doing stuff. And God brought us amazing groups of people that could do the stuff that we didn't know how to do. (laughs) Recently, I was explaining to a friend, it's like grabbing a canoe, looking at a tall mountain, but going with a friend. Mm. Um, So there is something very special about engaging in new kinds of ministries, but doing it together, doing it in community. And you never know where God's going to take it covering everything in prayer. I mean, everything we do is under the umbrella of prayer and um, following his word. So just being available to God and, and saying, you know, new things can just generate a lot of excitement. So try something new, see where God can take it. Deanne, any words of advice? I would echo each of these fine ladies. Part of it is practice prayer. Sometimes prayer is awkward and clunky, but God hears every word of it. Practice prayer because that's foundational to every new step that we want to take. And I would say as well, God makes us brave and he created us. So to step out is, is, it can be really, um, really a beautiful thing, especially when you can do it in any kind of community and be encouraged by others. Don't be afraid to make it fun. We like to do right? fun, right? Why shouldn't, why shouldn't prayer be fun? I love that. You ladies are fun and have been a joy to have on this podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing with us about Visual Faith Ministry. And we'll be praying for you as well. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for having us. A pastor I know always says, you don't have to teach grandparents to brag about their grandkids. I've watched my parents and my children, and I know that this is true firsthand. The reality is, we talk about those things, those people that we love. Visual Faith Ministry is helping people deepen their love for Christ through active Bible study and engaging prayer with a beautiful twist. These ladies know that when you love Christ, He will naturally flow out of you in conversations with your neighbors. Thank you, ladies, for helping us draw near to the Savior in beautiful ways so we can pass that love on to others. Now will you go and do the same? That's Action and Ministry. I'm Rachel Legute. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action, and send us an email.